Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 26 for me and season 22 for Amanda. And this is day 22 of season 94. Our first question asks the names, just first names, mind you, of the villainous duo of dastardly spies from Potsylvania. This is from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Mm -hmm. They are Boris and Natasha. Yes. And I spent some time trying to remember Natasha's last name, even though I didn't need to. <laughs> um, and I finally settled on Fatal, which I believe is correct. So. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is I, I watched this show when I was a kid, thanks to my dad, <laughs> uh, who made sure I was exposed to the finer things. Of course. So. Got to teach him the classics. <laughs> um, yes, uh, same story, pretty much exactly. Although I didn't trouble to uh, think of the last names because... If I didn't have to in the question, uh, for one, and for two, uh, I was preparing to rack my brains for future questions. So Reasonable. I didn't spend brain power on that today. Reasonable. So I put Boris and Natasha. Yep, same here. And that was correct. Mm -hmm. Question two asks us for both the first and last name of the novelist who wrote Three Men in a Boat, a classic of English humor. Well, happily enough, I have read this book, uh, inspired by the fact that I also read a book that took it as inspiration called To Say Nothing of the Dog, which is by Connie Willis, and which is delightful as well. Um, but this is by Jerome K. Jerome, um, which, you know, talk about a, a, sticky, a sticky and unusual name. Yep. Um, and the... Yeah, the book itself is just a kind of slightly screwball, um, late 19th century uh, confection. And yeah, I just, I know this is Jerome K. Jerome, so I put Jerome. Yep, same here. Also read it. Also read the, read the Connie Willis. Uh, I, I've i read other Jerome K. Jerome stuff as well. I find him inferior to Woodhouse, which is like being not quite as good a baseball player as Hank Aaron. I mean, probably Woodhouse would agree, so yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is it's Jerome K. Jerome, mm -hmm. uh, named mostly after his father, who uh, who invented that name himself. Oh. Uh, his name was Jerome something like Capel or uh, the like. And then at some point during his life, his father just decided, no, I'm going to be Jerome Capel Jerome. Oh. And named his son after him. And eventually uh, the, the, the younger Jerome Jerome changed it to kind of a more European type spelling. And it was, I forget exactly what it was, but it was something like Kapelka. Huh. But yeah. So apparently both father and son were whimsical. That is the truth. And that was the correct answer, of course. Uh, question three asks us what, essentially, what class of drugs aspirin, ibuprofen, codeine, and morphine are a part of. Gives us the hint that it's from the Greek for without pain, mm -hmm. which is what I probably nerfed it out for me. I might have gotten it without that, um, but it's analgesic. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, and I, I just kind of thought that immediately and then thought, okay, is that from the Greek without pain? Okay, I know that uh nostalgia means pain it means some kind of pain like the pain of memory or something like that so alge is probably the root there uh is, is a n the uh greek for not yeah that sounds right 
uh, anosmia, uh, anemia, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Well, I don't know about anemia, but... Yes, anemia. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with analgesics. Sure. Um, I, uh, I was preparing to uh, answer this as NSAIDs because uh, uh, thinking of... Uh, until I got to the nerfing out part, so it's it's good that it's pinned that way. Um, thinking it was non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, but... Um, uh, no, once I got to that derivation, I was like, well, yeah, these are for analgesia that's pain relief. Um, and yeah, so analgesic is the kind of generic name for any uh, painkiller. As far as I know, I mean, it's kind of like there's no such thing as a fish a little bit because mm-hmm. it's, you know, acetaminophen would be in this category, naproxen, mm. um, you know, a variety of others. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean each of these drugs is super like each other. Right. You know, aspirin is not, you know, related really or derived from, uh, you know, aspirin is derived from willow bark, ibuprofen, codeine, morphine are poppies. Mm-hmm. Like if you go back to their sources and things, um, I don't know what acetaminophen gets derived from. Um, but they're kind of, they're classed together as pain relievers, but it doesn't mean they're like structurally they're not related. Similar, no. yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Just thinking of a very broad category, uh, pain relievers are just also analgesics. So that's what I put down as well. And that was correct. Yeah. Question four asks us for the name of the song that contains the lines "He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored." And glory, glory, hallelujah. This is one where it's such an early sound memory for me that it's almost hard to figure out um, where, when I learned this. Uh, Probably, I can sort of picture it in uh, the house that we moved into when I was about six. Um, and, And, you know, this is, I, I have just, a kind of vague memory cloud of my father telling me about the battle hymn of the Republic, um, which is mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord, etc. Um, and I don't know if we had a recording of it or if it was playing on maybe on the 4th of July or something. I I don't know. Um, but I, I know that my dad told me this answer. Um, and just have kind of always known it, I guess, at least by the lyrics. I, you know, not by, he didn't tell me it was published in the Atlantic in 1862. Um, Hmm. but, uh, yeah, we definitely, um, learn it from him. So I put down battle hymn of the Republic. (laughs) Yeah. I've known this for a long time. Um, and I, I put down the battle hymn of the Republic. Sure. I presume I will get credit, but well, yes. the official name as published in the Atlantic was Battle Hymn of the Republic. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and I, uh, a couple other people I know uh, went with, thought, thought, thought the title was the first line of the song, My Eyes ah. Have Seen the Glory, which apparently it is often uh, titled in hymnals and the like. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's uh, the the title in the Atlantic. The official title of it was "Battle Hymn of the Republic." Right, and that is the correct answer. 
I think I've heard it referred to as glory, glory, hallelujah. Yes. Sometimes parenthetically with mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. title. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is, that is indeed correct. And here's where things start to go south for me. <laughs> uh, question five asks us, uh, what color is the $1 note in Monopoly? So I'm thinking back to the many hours I spent playing Monopoly as a kid because I didn't know any better. Uh, and I, I know that the, the five is pink. And I think the one was white and the 10 was yellow. And then I started remembering my dad used to tell me that the $10 bills were uniquely waxy among the bills when he was a kid. Hmm. I have no idea why I should call him and ask what the what the <laughs> deal on that even was but yeah it was specifically the ten dollar bills were waxy okay and so i started thinking well if they were waxy why wouldn't they be white why would they, they were be... ear waxy <laughs> why why would they be yellow and and weirdly waxy like like i can't imagine the dye was different or whatever so so i started second guessing myself and thinking no maybe the maybe the singles were yellow and the and the tens were white Hmm. But now I just I, I really really had that memory of the of the ones being white, just the very basic. That was the kind of uh, easiest uh, denomination, and therefore it was the most stripped down and the the non dyed. So I said white. Yeah, for me the first color that popped into my head for this was white, and I was pretty settled on that until i started thinking about well what color are the other ones you know just to kind of confirm mm -hmm. that my initial impulse would be the right thing and i became less and less certain of um that answer and i definitely could narrow it down to white and pink uh i know i knew one was the one and one was the five of those two colors because um, the rest of them I could vaguely picture or at least could kind of assure myself that it wasn't one of those two. Um, and long story short, I talked myself out of this one and went with pink. And I am still mad about it. Because it's white. Yeah. Question six. Uh, is a very evocative sort of question. Mm. Uh, that essentially asks us what country has Lake Volta in it? Right. Um, so this is one that I spent the most time trying to think through. And part of that thinking through was writing down about 45 country names in Africa. Because um, my first thought on this was either Zaire or Zimbabwe. Um, after a long while, you know, during the writing process, I um, recalled that, you know, Zimbabwe, you know, many African countries had sort of their old timey names. And what I was doing is trying to figure out which African country used to be called Upper Volta, because obviously the Volta is, you know, you would think would be sort of what's adjacent to this. Um, and so... And I also had to kind of orient myself to where this was referring to on the continent. Um, you know, it talks about the Gold Coast, which is, as I recall, is in definitely West Africa. Um, it is, and it talks about 
the river flowing east of the Ashanti Plateau, uh, approaching the Gold Coast, which suggests it's a river running sort of like north to south, or basically that, because if, if you're east of a plateau, then, you know, you've got to be, you're not running east to west, you're going the other direction, um, the perpendicular. So um, thinking about kind of central West Africa there, um, the Ashanti Plateau, Ashanti as a name, um, I felt like was associated with a particular country that I have uh, like read about, about the Middle Passage, um, read about like the food, you know, folkways and things like that, that came from, you know, that area of Africa. And so I wrote down all these names. After a while, I started crossing off the ones that I was certain couldn't be it. Like, it's not Egypt. It's not Ethiopia. It's not South Africa. It's all the, you know, just for a variety of reasons, it's not these different ones. Um, and finally, you know, I had, I had settled on all kinds of different names. I thought about, you know, I continue to think about Zaire, um, which is much further south. So I kind of eliminated that one. Um, I thought about, um, you know, I can't even bring it to mind now because I, I put that, that piece of paper, left it down in my desk area, um, and was pretty disgusted with myself. But that's spoiling my long and very boring story. So I thought about Ghana because I thought that's kind of in the right location. But I feel like it wasn't, like, it doesn't associate with the name Upper Volta to me, even though the Ashanti part sounds right and the Gold Coast part sounds right um, because of just kind of the association with gold jewelry and things like that. Um, so... Uh, looking over my list, my eye kind of caught on Cameroon. I thought, I think that's in the right area. I think it's kind of in the right geographic-ish orientation. I'm probably wrong about those things because I'm not very good at this uh, area of the world and geography. And so I ended up going with that, Cameroon. Uh, Upper Volta is now known as Burkina Faso, uh, yeah. which is what I answered. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I tried thinking of a better reason to come up with anything else, but I that's the one thing I know about West African geography and history, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. For some reason, that particular thing just, bam, landed in my brain and won't get out. Well, the answer was Ghana. Yeah, because Burkina Faso is to the north of Ghana. Yeah, and, and I, the, just, I just want to cry. Yeah. I, I had a beer in my hands and I smashed it to the ground or, you know, deliberately or not. Um, and I am just peeved very much at that. So my four out of six is very bitter to me today. I'm sorry. I had five. Yeah, that's, I mean, good, good call there. And definitely not going to pick up more than, uh, more than seven on mm. the day, if, if not uh, straight six for that. Yeah. Geography isn't one of my best, and African geography in particular is not great for me. And I don't think anything else on this day is particularly out of my wheelhouse. So, Same. Um, I, the only consolation I can think is people might uh, be given pause by 
putting a lot of points on a question about Monopoly. Because mm. just yep. such a famous game yep. that everybody's played and hated. Mm-hmm. Um, it, have you ever met anybody who likes Monopoly? It's just such an awful game uh, to play. I don't know that I'd say met necessarily, but I know that there is a... Uh, uh, there is a school of thought in the gaming community, in the board gaming community, mm-hmm. uh, that says one: you got to play it by the actual rules. Well, sure. Uh, which most people do not. Mm. Uh, and two: you got to understand that the point of it is that capitalism bites. <laughs> yes. Um, and of course, originally it was known as the landlord's game uh-huh. uh, when it was invented by the woman from whom uh, what's his name stole it from and. Milton Bradley? No, it was somebody else. But Milton Bradley and or Parker Brothers, I can never remember which is which, uh, gave that guy money and claimed that he invented it. Um, But Well, that's a little on the nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very much. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, But when she invented it, uh, and her name has left my mind, even though I was remembering it earlier today, the the point of it was to educate people that capitalism was bad mm-hmm. and there was another game mode that was cooperative where you oh. uh and i forget the exact rule changes but it was still very recognizably the game we know as monopoly huh. um, but the point of it was well after you've played this horrible capitalist version there's a cooperative version where everybody uh, is working together towards the same goal not just one person dominating and it's uh, allegedly much more fun uh, and was, you know, therefore, uh, uh, was therefore better. Hmm. And that, that version just never really took off. And I don't know that anybody's really uh, reproduced it hmm. specifically for Monopoly, even though there are nowadays many cooperative games mm-hmm. uh, that's... Uh, that probably have better mechanics behind them as well. Well, sure. Because, yeah, yeah, even there's very, very little way to just alter the very DNA of Monopoly to make it kind of more fun and less of a slog. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. Well, interestingly, too, there was uh, a version of it called Anti-Monopoly. Of which we had a copy when I was a kid. Uh, Oddly enough, so did I, uh, which... Oh, really odd, amazes right? me. Well, you don't know how capitalist my father is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I still don't know how we managed to acquire that game. But yeah, same here. Um, and I and I don't remember enough of Anti-Monopoly to know whether it was kind of more socialistic or more like that version of the Landlord's Game. Um, and of course, there are various, quote, versions, end quote, of Monopoly uh, mm-hmm. that have existed for almost as long as Monopoly that are supposedly the opposite where, you know, the the point of it is to give away all your money. But it just ends up being a slog in the other direction. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's Sisyphus doesn't have any mu- any more fun if he's pushing the rock down the hill all day. Right. So. Yeah, I you know, what I do recall of anti-Monopoly, just to to put a little button on that, is that the idea was to be like an antitrust, mm-hmm. uh, like sort okay. of the, the government working against monopolies, um, which is, again, sort of a weird take and also weirdly exemplary of how instead of, you know, 
fixing the system. What we do is sort of fight against the system, mm -hmm. but leave the system in place. Yep. Um, and uh, how that's just, yeah, that that sums up a lot of how we do things mm -hmm. in, in the country. Um, yeah, anyway, this day sucks. So I'm that's sorry. it for today. <laughs> uh, tune in tomorrow if you can stand it for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>